0: Welcome to the Through the Lens of Learning podcast. If we haven't met, hello, I'm your host, Dr. Tracy Schroyer. I'll give you two words that summarize me to a T, lifelong learner. Join me as I share a bit about my own journey of curiosity, learning, and wonder. You'll also get to hear from some phenomenal individuals on what they're curious about learning and what they have to share too. Are you itching with excitement yet? I am, so let's get started. Hello, and welcome back for another episode. I am Dr. Tracy Schroyer, and I am excited to share with you on the season five uh, about uh, how to help mid-level professionals to navigate the challenges and opportunities of the current economic climate through personal and professional development. So let's start by just recapping what was in episode one and two. So if you missed episode one, uh, we talked about the current economic climate, why it's so important to uh, go through and create a professional development plan, uh, strategies for professional development overall. And then in episode number two, we talked about identifying your strengths and weaknesses, setting development goals, and creating a development plan. So in this episode three, we're gonna talk a little bit more about networking strategies, the importance of building relationships, and mentorship and sponsorship types of opportunities. So let's go ahead and dig right in. All right, so as far as networking strategies, raise your hand if you hear the word networking and you cringe. I will tell you, I used to want to crawl into a hole anytime I heard networking. I am an introvert, and in addition to being an introvert, I grew up and until probably five, ten years ago, I was extremely shy. No, those do not go hand in hand, Um, but I was really, really shy. So the thought of networking or even talking to somebody that I've never met um, or trying to build some kind of relationship uh, without somebody to help barter, you know, put that together was terrifying. And I know there's a lot of people that feel that way that are probably listening too. Um, So instead of the word networking, I want you to shift your mindset a little bit And think of it as, maybe we use the word connecting or building relationships. It's so important to build these quality professional relationships. um, And we're gonna talk a little bit more about that. So thinking about effectively connecting or building these relationships, some of the ways that you can do this are, you can attend different industry events, whether that's in your own organization, maybe it's, an industry event external to your organization. Maybe it's an association or a group, there's a summit, there's workshops. They could be virtual, they could be in-person. You can join professional organizations. You can look to uh, meet people who are also taking classes or getting certifications that you're interested in. Uh, You can also connect with other people through social media platforms. So I will tell you When I first started to do more networking, one of the platforms that I leveraged the most was Twitter. So I had a VP at the time at my, the company that I worked for mentioned to me about Twitter. And I was like, oh, I've had an account. I don't really get on there very much. It's kind of overwhelming. Um, But then that person, you know, encouraged me to take another chance at it. So I took a look at it, and then I realized that you could start to search these things called hashtags. So as I was doing some research for my PhD, I was putting in hashtag org change, organizational change, hashtag downsizing, hashtag layoffs, hashtag uh, professional development, different things like that. And I started to see some names pop up. And they were putting some great content, some great information out um, on their Twitter posts. And they were also participating in um, a lot of different conversations. There were some virtual um, Twitter, or uh, I'm trying to think of what they called them, their tweets. Um, So they would get on for an hour once a week, the same time, same day. And they would, you know, somebody would be the moderator and they would say, okay, question number one. they'd ask a question and then you had to tweet uh, back with a certain hashtag in your response and you could reply to others tweets and things like that so i started to interact with a lot of people that i didn't know uh, through twitter and through those different uh, tweet events uh, twitter events um, non-twitter hosted events Um, and that led me to start to explore who people were that i was seeing outside of twitter I went to their websites. I looked at the organizations they were working with. I connected with them on LinkedIn. Um, Some of them gave free workshops. Uh, They were part of associations or coaching groups. And so I was able to continue to expand my network um, just by starting out doing searches and somebody at work telling me, hey, Twitter is a great tool to get started in. Um, And that helped me to ease my way into figuring out how to start building those relationships as well. Um, So, you may have heard the term, it all has to do with who you know, and there's still plenty of industries and organizations where this is so true. If people know you, and they know the value that you can bring, they are more than likely to bring you up in a conversation if there's a role open, uh, whether it's in an association, as a board member. Um, speaking opportunities or uh, a career role Um, so that's so important to build and nurture those relationships um, because you never know where that next opportunity could be coming from Um, so when we think about building strong professional relationships some of the ways that you can do this are you need to make sure that when you start to connect with other professionals that it is not all about you. It's not all about you. Sorry to burst your bubble, but it's not all about you. You need to make sure that you are practicing active listening, ask questions, be curious, offer to help or support people um, who you are connecting with. And you may think, and this was me years and years ago, What do I have to offer? I'm trying to connect with people who are maybe two years down the road from me or five years down the road from me. Like, what could I give them? Uh, They likely, more than likely, have opportunities where you can provide them support or be a cheerleader. Or even by talking with them, post something about your conversation or about that person. Give them a testimonial. Um... Be able to connect with them and let them brainstorm some ideas. Maybe you are their ideal customer and they could get some great and valuable feedback from you. You never know. Uh, And the other thing is to make sure that you're not staying a stranger. It doesn't mean you have to follow up with them every day, but check in with them uh, every once in a while. Make sure that it's just not a take situation. It's not about what's in it for me but what can you do and make it a reciprocal relationship that you're building. And it could be as simple as at the end of the conversation saying, thank you. And what could I do to support you? Something like that. Um, and when people have done that for me, not knowing how they could do anything to support me, um, it may be, Hey, would you mind following me on social media? Or would you you mind subscribing to my email list and giving me feedback when you get um, information that comes through? Or making sure that you're raising your hand to ask a question. You know, it's things like that that seem like they're minor and simple, um, but to somebody who's helping to serve as a mentor or provide support, those kinds of things are huge. So that leads me to thinking about mentorship. Um, so there are so many benefits to mentorship, not only for the mentee, but also for the mentor. So I've had the pleasure of serving as a mentor in several um, different programs. So I did in a professional association, and it was really neat because I actually had, I think at the time it was five or six uh, women um, who were in the industrial organizational psychology industry or wanting to get into, break into a role within the industry. Um, and I was able to be a mentor across uh, the group. So that is an, an option you may or may not have access to. It was nice that the association was able to uh, provide that out. And we would just have once a week, uh, we would meet and we would talk about questions they had, Um, I would give them feedback, or we would talk about a specific topic, Um, so it was really helpful. Uh, The other thing that you could do is if there's opportunities to have a one-on-one mentor. Um, So it may be a formal mentorship program, maybe in your organization, maybe with an association, um, or it could be informal, and you could just ask somebody, hey, could I uh, chat with you? Would you mind being kind of a mentor for me? And they can be short-term. Um, They may not be a long-term mentoring relationship. Maybe you stay friends with them afterwards, hopefully, Um, but it could be more of a short-term mentorship um, to help answer questions for you and give you insight um, into things um, as you're seeking uh, more information and looking to build your knowledge or your skill set. Um, So when you go to seek a mentor, uh, you really want to make sure that mentor is going to share the same values and the goals that you have. Maybe, like I mentioned earlier, they're a few steps ahead of you. Maybe they're a few years ahead of you um, and looking to achieve those goals, um, but that you do feel aligned. It's really hard if you're in some kind of mentorship program where you find somebody and the minute you start talking with them in a mentor-mentee relationship, and it's just not clicking, I would advise you to maybe hold on to one more meeting, see if that's different, if that changes. Maybe it's nerves on your part or the mentor's part. Um, But if it's still not clicking after a couple meetings, then maybe you go back to if it's somebody who is organizing the mentorship program saying, I don't know if this is the right match, and maybe get some insight as to why. Um, constructive criticism, absolutely. Um, but just don't be afraid to speak up and say if it's not working, because if you're struggling as a mentee and a mentor mentee relationship, the mentor is probably struggling too. They may just be trying to hold out or help as much as they can. Um, but there's probably some struggle there too. So call it where you need to call it, manage your time effectively, Um, But the other thing that you need to do when you secure a mentor is be very clear about your development needs. um, Talk about your expectations, um, especially for the mentor-mentee relationship. If there's no baseline guidelines as to uh, who sets up the meetings, how long you meet, how often you meet, Um, What do you talk about? What are the agenda items? Things like that. Make sure that those are available. And I would highly, highly recommend when you go into that mentor-mentee relationship that you as a mentee are taking the ball and making sure that you have started to map out your professional development plan. And I will tell you there are no excuses to say you don't know how to do that or you don't have that ready. Because you can easily go to my website, www.tracyshroyerphd.com, click to get my free five steps to develop, to create a solid professional development plan. So having that plan, even if it's a like skeleton draft of the plan, that is going to help spur that conversation with your mentor and you. So that's going to be so, so critical and helpful. Uh, So with that, I just want to recap. So in today's episode, we talked about networking strategies, making sure it's not feeling icky. And again, maybe you replace the word networking with connecting or building relationships. Um, We talked about how it can be important on who you know um, and how important it is to be able to advance your career and achieve your goals by building these relationships. I have rarely, rarely seen somebody be effective and achieve, uh, the career or the goals that they have without building relationships and having people in their corner, cheering them on and being there to support them and for them to support those individuals as well. Um, so when something, an opportunity comes up, your name is first on their mind or it's, it's in the short list, um, to take on that opportunity. We also talk about mentoring. We could go on several episodes talking about mentoring, mentorship programs, things like that. Um, There's so much out there um, on the internet you can find as well. Um, So just making sure that you have your professional development plan, at least a rough draft uh, in place before you talk to that mentor so that you can share with them the pieces that you're looking to get their support from um, and their mentorship from. So in future episodes of this podcast season, we will talk about exploring new opportunities. We're going to talk about overcoming obstacles in your development journey and how important it is to invest in yourself. So if you haven't already, I highly encourage you to subscribe to this podcast and to join my email subscription list at www.tracyshoyerphd.com. I thank you again for listening in to this third episode of the podcast, season five. And stay tuned for future episodes. And have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by Tracy Schroer PhD LLC. Learn more about what Dr. Tracy offers at www.tracyshroyerphd.com. While you're there, sign up for the free five steps to build a solid professional development plan. Don't forget to subscribe and like the Through the Lens of Learning podcast here too. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.